Welcome to the Darren Sargent Show, the podcast where you get life advice from a single-handed perspective. Glad you joined us today, episode number 26. Today we're talking about responding to challenges. Thanks for joining again. Let's get started. I talk a lot about challenges. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, you've heard me mention challenges quite a bit. I I guess being born the way that I was born has instilled an attitude within me that strives to be an overcomer. Having had to deal with challenges the majority of my life, it has caused me to have an awareness of what coming up against a challenge looks like and how people usually respond when facing challenges. I have learned that you and I will never overcome any challenge that comes our way if there is, first of all, not an awareness of what we are up against. What we have got to learn in facing whatever challenge comes our way is important. How we overcome that challenge is even more vital. So much of overcoming challenges, I believe, centers around our response and our awareness. These are two characteristics that I believe are very vital for survival when pressures, trials, and challenges show up in our path called life. Your awareness and your response, they're valuable. You know, you can't hurdle something if you are not aware that it is in front of you. And how you respond determines how you approach that challenge. There are so many different ways to respond to challenges, probably not anyway in this episode that I could put them all down and we could all talk about them. The episode would be too long. So I, I want to look closely at three ways I have noticed people respond when they're facing challenges and struggles in life. Now, at the time of this episode, we are in a major crisis, a major, major challenge in our world with this COVID-19 pandemic, so much turmoil is happening all around us, and it's easy to look at this time in our history, this challenge, and respond in ways that are not probably the correct way to respond, ways that do not help in overcoming and getting beyond this issue. Some of you listening may be facing personal, relational, emotional, maybe even spiritual challenges on top of everything else that's happening with what's going on right now. And you, you may be stressed out. You may be worried. You may be filled with fear. You may not like your dog, your cat. I better not put anything else there. You may not be sure which way to turn or even how to respond in the face of all of this adversity. Now, I hope I can bring some sort of balance to it all in this episode and help all of us look at the many challenges that we face in life and how we can choose to have the proper response. Now, before we dive into these three responses, allow me to give you a quick illustration that I think may help us as we face challenges in our lives. In the Old Testament, there is a story of David. This is before he is king. His men are with him. They have just come back to the town of Ziklag. How would you like to live in a place called Ziklag? They've been away for a little bit of time, and upon their return, I'm sure they were excited and expecting to be greeted by their wives and children. They were looking forward to sitting down to a nice, hot, home-cooked meal. 
I'm sure they wanted to sit around the fire at night and tell stories to the children of the battles that they had been in and how God had helped them. But that is not what they encountered when they returned home. What they found was that Ziklag had been burned. Their wives and children were taken into captivity by the enemy called the Amalekites. It looked like total devastation. On top of that, suddenly things began to turn. It did not look good for David. The men, his loyal fighting army, turned on him. In fact, the Bible says they picked up stones to kill him. And the only thing that saved David's bacon was his response. I firmly believe the wrong response at this moment in David's life, and he's a goner. If he did not respond the correct way, David's chopped liver. But thankfully, David knew a few things about facing challenges. He'd been doing it his entire life, and he had been doing it the correct way. So what did David do? The Bible tells us that he encouraged himself in the Lord. He sought after God for an answer, and he got the answer and went and took everything back that had been stolen from him and his men. 600 went with David. They took everything back. Let me drop this right here. Our response always determines our reward. Looking into the face of challenges and how you respond determines what you will receive. Now, if you know me, you know I am big on attitude because I believe attitude is what shapes how we respond in any given situation that may come along this path. Challenges require a response. And so often, I see people deal with challenges incorrectly. I'm not saying I'm an authority on this, but I've talked with a lot of people that don't seem to have the correct response when it comes to the challenges in their life, in their marriage, in their finance, in their health, in their spirit. I could go down the list. But let me talk today about two incorrect responses. Then we'll dive into a third response and talk about how powerful the third response is in helping us overcome challenges. The first response I see so many people make is the response of existing. What I mean by this response is that some people, when they are faced with what appears to be insurmountable odds, they just exist They just put up with the challenge. They have no desire to push past it, no passion to get beyond that current situation. It's like they have decided, well, this is the way it's been, and this is the way it'll always be. They are the ones who are constantly saying, and you know when I make this statement what I feel about it, it is what it is. I talked about this in a recent episode called Rule of Thumb. I actually wrote an e-book about it. It's free on my website, or you can go listen to that episode, Rule of Thumb. I can't remember what episode number it is, but it's back a few, and I talk about that statement. These are the people who live with a feeling that, you know what, this is the way it's always going to be. This is the way it's always been. It's always going to be this way. My family's always been this way. My dad was this way. My mom was this way, and there's nothing I can do to change it. Now, what I've discovered in people who respond in this manner, they just exist, is that they end up living with a victim's mentality. 
everyone and everything is against them. No, nothing is ever going to go right in their lives, and nobody, nobody is going through what they are going through, and they are quick to let everyone know how bad it is. They post it all over social media. You hear it in their voice when they get on the phone. They look like they have been sucking on a hundred different lemons all at once. These people roll over and play dead on life. They have a possum mentality when it comes to life. They just exist. They allow their circumstance to define them, and it locks them in a very destructive pattern. But then there is those. there are those that respond in what I call the inciting response. This is the group who come up against various challenges, and they get angry about it. They think force and violence is how you respond to these challenges. The definition of incite is to stir up violent or unlawful behavior. Now, I, I'm, I'm not saying everyone responding this way to a challenge in their life is violent or they act unlawfully. They're not, they're not, I'm not saying they're criminals. But all, what I am saying is I have discovered people who choose this response usually damage relationships in their lives. They allow anger to be their response. And as a result, the people closest to them are the ones who get hurt the most. They live life with issues of anger. They get up with issues of anger. They go to work angry at the world. They are trying to force their way to some sort of solution. And one thing I've learned about people who choose this type of response, it never works. Upset with what they are having to go through or face, these type of responders often have a chip on their shoulder. They're mad at the world. They blame everyone around them for the condition that they find themselves in, that they got themselves in. They never take ownership of the situation and do something about it. It's always somebody else's fault. They want to point fingers at the world and accuse it of being the one responsible for their predicament. I wrote in my book, The Handbook, Five Forces to Form Your Future, I made a statement. You can only fix what you are willing to face. So what should be our response to challenges? I'm glad you asked. We must have what I call an exceeding response. This, This word exceeding, it's an awesome word. It literally means to be more than, be greater than, be over, run over, go over, go beyond, overshoot, overreach. Top, pass, surpass. In order to overcome challenges in your life, you must possess an exceeding mentality. Now, this response looks at the challenge that is in front of you and decides, I'm going to do something about it. I love the story of the little engine that could, that little guy that going up that hill, I think I can, 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 that think I can, change to I know I can, I know I can, I know I can. Instead of putting up with something or just getting upset about it, why don't you push past the barrier? This is the people, this response belongs to people that push past the barriers that have limited other people and they strive to succeed. They strive to exceed, often turning the negative into a positive. They live life with the desire to, to go, go beyond the limits, push past the mentality that says it can't be done. One thing that is predominant 
in someone who chooses to respond in this fashion is that they seem to live with oh, a, a determined sense of destiny. They realize that they were placed on this planet for a purpose and nothing or no one is going to hold them back. Those that exceed are those that look at their disadvantages as advantages and trod on, move on, run on in order to become. Now, in living life single-handedly, my disadvantage has really become my greatest advantage because to me, it has pushed me to go beyond what others think, what my limits appear to be, what category people may try to put me in. Now, I recognize there, there are some things that are very difficult for me to do, probably impossible to attempt. I, I'm not going to win the national hand-clapping competition. I'm going to be disqualified before the thing even starts. I'm just not going to win. But I choose to look at what I can do and how I can overcome. And I have made up my mind long ago, nothing will stop me from achieving what I know God has called me to achieve. I refuse to live based on someone's limits that they want to place on me. God created me for a purpose. And no matter what comes my way, I am not giving up. I'm not rolling over. I'm not sitting on the bench when I know it's time to get in the game. Come on, somebody. It's my desire that each of us live with an attitude that strives to exceed and push past the limitations that are trying to hold us down. I would encourage you to look at maybe some of the challenges that you're currently facing. Examine how you're responding. And while you're listening to this, you probably discovered that maybe there's been some areas that you haven't been responding correctly. Change it. Get up and move. Get off the couch, Mr. Potato Head. It's time to move forward. Don't allow your circumstance to define you. You've heard me say it. You define the circumstance. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope that you are blessed. Have an awesome day. Visit us at darrensargent.com. Make sure to subscribe, to rate, to review, to share this podcast with someone that you think may need a little encouragement today. Have an awesome day. We'll see you soon.